Bonjour, Tansegia. Hey, how are you? It's Smudge for Your Thoughts. With Cahiasis. I like that. And Zosha. So, in today's episode, we are talking with Natalie. Uh, she is going to talk to us about her school, uh, her work, uh, what she's doing right now. Uh, and we have a couple of surprise guests, too. Uh, they don't really say anything, really, but... Uh, you'll see. You'll see them if you watch the videos. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoy. Peace. First question we have for you, Miss Natalie, <laughs> is how do you identify yourself? Uh, like, what's your tribal affiliation or, you know, and your name? I just said it, but who are My you? My name's Natalie Myers, and I am a Chippewa Cree native. Woo. What up? <laughs> I come from the Rocky Boy Reservation in Montana. Okay, all right. And I, I know that you're not just a... Uh... Uh, Chippewa Cree, but you are also Blackfeet. My mother's side was from like the Paulson area in Montana, and she was Blackfeet, and then my father was Chippewa Cree. Okay, all right, and uh, you have some Filipino in there, or uh, oh, yeah, and I'm Filipino and I have a little <laughs> Irish, I'm yeah, so just you're. Your uh, American melting pot. <laughs> Good old American yeah. melting pot. Uh, for my listeners to, that uh, don't know, we are cousins. So I, I just know a little bit of, <laughs> about her. Trying to pry some information Not out. Her? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like you uh, did your research before this interview. <laughs> you no, we should just play it off. Let's cut that out. Then we just like you did your research. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh so what do you what do you do for a living uh what are some passions your hobbies tell us a little bit a little bit about what yourself. drives you yeah i am currently a fifth grade teacher at my home school or my hometown box elder um and i'm currently going to school for my master's and i'm a mother yeah, with another one on the way. Oh, yeah. Third baby on the way, praying for a boy. <laughs> <laughs> she has two girls. Just yes. to let you know. Yep. 
Lillian and Leia, and Lily's five and Leia's four, and they both go to the school I work at, and Lily last year was a part of a Cree immersion program, so oh, yeah. she's actually a better Cree speaker than I am, but. You should talk, yeah, you should talk about that. How, um, did, like, yeah. I'm not a fluent Cree speaker. I wish I was. Um, I just don't feel like I was taught a lot growing up because yeah. my grandparents weren't fluent but I was around the language growing up and I took a lot of like Cree classes and stuff but um last year my daughter she was four and she attended the Rocky Boy Schools Cree Immersion Program which it's like 50% in Cree and 50% in English and now this year she's at Box Elder Schools and she's still taking Cree classes and her Cree teacher actually told me the other day that she was a really good Cree speaker and she's really proud of her and I'm really proud of her as well because I wish I could speak Cree. Yeah. Me too. Me too. That'd be cool too. So you mentioned that uh, you're going to uh, grad school and you're doing that. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, I am currently about two thirds of the way through my grad program. I'm going to the University of Montana to get my master's in curriculum and instruction. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Is that all online? It is all online. I'm currently taking nine credits. um, And after this semester, I will have... 14 credits left and then next semester I'm planning on taking nine credits and then I'll finish it up next fall cool cool and uh hopefully the the whole pandemic thing will be done so that you can actually go over there and graduate I know right and we'll fly out and watch you yeah yes please do I'll have to wear some Native American regalia like um Tony did but I'll just have to have somebody make me a new set so I haven't <laughs> danced since I was like 10. <laughs> and your traditional regalia that you danced? Oh, I yeah. See. Oh, yeah. That'd be so cute. I, I was a traditional dancer, but Lily and Leia are both jingle dancers, dress dancers yeah. right now. But yeah. Nice. So the <laughs> next question we have for you is. How do you stay connected to your culture? <laughs> um, um, and what does it mean to you to be Cree and Chipotle, um, I guess? I stay connected by learning as much of my history as I possibly can. I am actually a class seven educator. So I went to a training to become a teacher that can teach the Cree language and history and culture to my students. Um, And I think that's very important because as a Cree, Chippewa Cree, um, it's important to know where we come from so we can continue living our lives. Because if you don't know who you are, it's kind of hard to keep living. Um, But Mm -hmm. I've seen like, even in my generation, you can see um, the decrease in culture and history and traditions. So our youth doesn't really know who they are. So then there's kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it, but there's like something missing. So I just, 
I think it's important to learn as much as I personally can so then I can teach the youth and keep our culture and traditions thriving. Yes. It's good that, like Tony was saying, or I think you were saying that Lily and Leigh are jingle dress dancers, so they're on their way to learning yeah. and keeping their traditions. Yes, we try to keep them involved as much as we can. I think as a parent, I could probably do more. I know as a child, I attended more ceremonies than I have my children attending, like round dances and the sun dance. I remember going up there quite a bit as a child, but I personally, as an adult, I don't really attend those ceremonies anymore. I attend the like powwow and... Mm -hmm like very small things, but I feel like I could do better for my kids. Um, but Ryan, their father, takes them to a lot of ceremonies. They're around sweats and stuff. Um, but they're around their culture quite a bit, which I think is very important. Yeah, that is yeah, important. That is super important. So uh, why, why do you think that uh, you're kind of sh going away from that kind of stuff? I mean, you did participate in a lot of those ceremonies or go to those ceremonies as a kid what what's keeping you from doing them now I just think I'm so busy uh, I don't know constantly trying to reach the next goal I'm always yeah. doing something new and I don't know and I, That's I, the I definitely feel you there yeah. I mean, I'm kind of similar I just yeah. want to feel I'm not alone <laughs> <laughs> it's but like um like we're talking about this with Rebecca like it's hard sometimes it's hard to keep that balance of like staying connected to your culture but also like thriving and uh, in this colonial space you know this western society you know getting a job and getting a degree and like th those kinds of things so like you're trying to strive in that but then also still not lose yourself and who you are and yeah know. and on top of that like I was discussing earlier like I have a lot of ethnicities and mm -hmm. I'm not fully Chippewa Cree yeah. I'm not a mm -hmm. full blood or anything like yeah. that and I feel like um there's kind of like a stigma against that like if you're not full blood or mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of native blood within you like you're kind of frowned upon in a sense if you do attend ceremonies and stuff like that or like even like in speaking the language like say I was to misspeak I don't know I feel like I it would be more of an insult than like a positive thing you know okay. what I mean and I wouldn't want like our elders to feel offended or anything like okay that. so it's kind of like a um, like I don't modesty kind of almost like humble yeah like trying to like you don't want to yeah I get that like I don't want to step on people's toes yeah. or like be a misconception of something yeah. I don't know yeah I feel like I mean I, I don't completely understand and I'm I like can't even really say anything because I don't know how that feels but um but like you shouldn't feel like that you know like you know you should be able to try and participate in your traditions as much as you want but but yeah I mean I like I said I can't really say anything because I don't know how it feels and plus my cousin that. moved away to Minnesota so I don't have anyone to attend these things with you mean Michigan <laughs> that's what <laughs> I meant in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I know. 
So uh, you said that uh, you're Filipino, or I said that. <laughs> Called me but, out, uh, soccer. No, I'm just <laughs> it's but, called research. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, do uh, you participate in anything uh, on that side? Do you uh, immerse your immerse your kids in any of that, uh, or any of that kind of culture? Um, my aunt and uncle make us pancit and chicken adobo, <laughs> but that's about it. I don't really know that much about that culture. I was mainly just raised Chippewa Cree growing up um, with a mixture of like my aunt and uncle raised me as well. So my uncle's Italian and I consider them my mom and dad. So I grew up around an Italian family and then I grew up around Chippewa Cree family was like a little mixture of Filipino as you're stating but like I really don't know any of those mm. I don't know that culture very well mm-hmm. I remember besides uh, the food things yeah, yeah. I, I remember growing up eating like a lot of chicken adobo and things point. <laughs> yeah so but uh you said that uh your Italian family or you grew up like Italian can you expand on that um uh, they were like very Catholic and um, very family oriented and like big family gatherings and lots of pasta and ravioli making <laughs> and going back to the food. I'm pregnant and hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's like a starting point of a lot of cultures. Yeah. So I mean, food yeah. is so important uh, everywhere. Right. So I, I just want to I'm just like uh talking about this because i want to show people that i mean even though we are chippewa cree um or Sorry, any any other room. any other um ethnicities and uh any other tribes i mean we are multi-dimensional we mm-hmm. we do have more than just uh that one culture mm-hmm. we live other lives uh we participate in other cultures that we identify as i mean we're not just set in one one thing or uh and someone's not any less native for having other things yeah or other cultures or yeah you're not any less uh, filipino or any less italian because you participate in chippewa creek culture i mean that's Uh, that's all i'm trying to get out of this yeah i like that um i brought that up i want to uh show people that we are multi-dimensional like that we definitely are yeah we're amazing just the way we are just of like course. every yeah. american citizen just is no matter their race whatever that <laughs> song has where it goes <laughs> what is this song i don't know isn't there a song <laughs> so like you should sing <laughs> it and then like find it after this interview and just like yeah, play it shooting like, stuff. Wait, no, that's not what it is. oh i know what you're no, singing. like you're a i don't know i'm gonna stop <laughs> We'll cut some stuff in there or something. I don't know. Play, play the song. He's the like play song. a song in the background. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess we can move on to our next question. Um, oh no, that was Islands in the Stream. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a completely different song. <laughs> You're mixing a couple. Yeah. Of I thought you were singing something else. I don't know. There's like a lot of songs that have that kind of um, melody. Okay, moving on. <laughs> So you, uh, you want to ask it, I guess. Oh, you go. Okay. I don't know which one we're All on. Right. <laughs> uh, so 
How do you navigate through this colonized space uh, with your customs, language, tradition in mind in order to succeed in uh, your job, your hobbies, passions, anything like that? Like walking in. Two, yeah, walking in like two different worlds. Um, or not like as an educator, <laughs> is that what you're meaning? Like, how do I like combine like my culture into my education? Sure, sure. Um, well, I teach on the reservation, so I teach my youth, I would say, because I'm part of the Chippewa Cree tribe. Um, and as like a child, I always wanted to come back and give back to my community. I don't really know if it was like something I personally like wanted or if so, it was something that was like ingrained into my like being. I feel like we were told as children to always like grow up, go out there, get an education, come back and give back mm -hmm. to our people. Um, so like as like a... While I was in like high school, I wanted to become a therapist and some way throughout time, I decided to go into education, which I'm really glad I did because now I'm teaching at my like high school that I went to school at or my like hometown school. Mm -hmm. um, so as an educator, I try to like incorporate a lot of our history and our traditions and um I really like look through the curriculums I do teach and I try to teach like multiple perspectives of like history, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. one of my standards I'm supposed to teach is like about Columbus and um, his exploration. And I just don't really feel comfortable teaching that as a Native American. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like constantly going through my materials and making sure that they're good materials and... Uh, Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah I think there's like a balance like you were saying earlier like um, there's like a fine line of like things that I feel comfortable teaching and things I don't feel comfortable teaching and um, there's also like things that I think that my students need to learn as mm -hmm. Chippewa Cree. Mm -hmm. So do you uh teach like Indian Ed for All kind I of curriculums? Do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is actually like a state mandated standard. Um, so I do teach a lot of like our history and whatnot because I am licensed to teach our history. But I also try to learn about the eight other tribes or the seven other tribes in Montana. Um, I have a few lessons that I do teach in my classroom. Uh, currently, it's kind of a hard year due to COVID-19. So mm -hmm. I feel like I've kind of been slacking as an educator due to the fact that we're not constantly in the school building eight hours a day, yeah. 180 days out of the year. Like, um, I've just been trying the best I can to get as much information as I can to my kids, but I feel like I could definitely step it up and teach more Indian Ed for all about all tribes instead of just my own. So, um, like uh, Sophie just said, uh, she doesn't know anything about what that program is. Could you expand upon what uh, Indian Ed for all is? Uh, Indian Ed for all is that we have to teach all students about Native Americans um, and relate 
our lessons to Native Americans. And um, when I was going to college at Northern, because I got my undergrad from Northern, they were trying to say that like you should integrate something Native American to each lesson, which is kind of hard, but it's basically to just teach like every student like what Native Americans are and that we are here and mm -hmm. um, that we don't live in teepees and we don't walk around in moccasins and buckskin and that we do have a history just like everybody else, but um, that, I don't know, kind of just to teach the culture, I guess. They're like, you're moving, or Native Americans are also moving into contemporary like times, just like everyone else, not just stuck in. Yeah basically in the past yeah so and like make sure that like every student understands that and um kind of like teach that i don't know i don't know yeah no that's no i get so exactly what you're saying indian ed for all was passed and this uh, is in montana a, for yeah, people a, who don't know so it's um, a montana state law that was yeah. passed uh that you're supposed to be teaching if it's from k to 12 you're supposed to be teaching uh at different uh different levels of information you're supposed to be teaching in these uh these youngsters and it hasn't been upheld i, I believe it was passed in the 80s or 90s I think uh, the 90s the 90s and it's not okay. and it's yeah and it's not a it's not being upheld so it's pretty sad but uh especially for all the reservations that are yeah especially for all like the yeah large all the people Native that presence, are, yeah um that are supposed to be learning this and a lot of people don't learn about Native American culture until they're in college. Mm -hmm. And yeah. even then, it's... Uh, I barely did. Even then, it's not... Uh, except for in the state of Montana, it's uh, it's mandatory at the University of Montana where I went to college. Mm -hmm. um, it was mandatory to get a so Native American... <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. uh, it was mandatory to mm -hmm. get a, uh, a Native American studies class, like intro to Native American studies. Um, but yeah, it's... it's uh, you're supposed to... Like at a, uh, in kindergarten, teaching them a little bit, and then uh, first grade even more. And they're supposed to into high school. Then you're supposed to give them way more information and like go more in depth of uh, what exactly happened and uh, being uh, at least letting them know that yeah, there there wasn't uh, we weren't just giving our our land away or anything. Mm -hmm. It was forcibly taken from us. Yeah, right. Um, and it's not being taught so yeah imagine i was just thinking like imagine if not just in montana but all states people were kids were actually taught that like a little bit in kindergarten and like more into elementary school and then by the time you're in high school and college you already are well versed on different cultures and you just have an understanding at least a basic understanding of like who native different native cultures and that they're contemporary and just like everyone else, but also thriving in their cultures um, because there's just so much just obliviousness. Is that the word? Ignorance? Not ignorance kind of because it's like people just don't know. This is not taught. It's not a priority in our country and it's really sad. Like, I mean, I, only knew that you shouldn't call i mean some people do say indian um but like it's not really the best term necessarily uh politically correct i guess 
uh, I didn't learn that until I came out to Mo- uh, Montana on a trip, and someone told me that. Oh, and me and my brother went to a, one of the trading posts, and there was an elder that was carving wood, and he was like, you shouldn't call us Indians, say Native American. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, um, but anyway, when I was going to school over here in Michigan growing up, I didn't know that. And there's like just so much ignorance, you know, anyway, that's a really basic thing, but that was really all I learned (laughs) until I went to college. (laughs) And uh, the messed up thing is that over here in Michigan, uh, and all the streets are named after tribes and her school is named after a different tribe. Yeah. My whole uh, school system is called Chippewa Valley School District. And I went to Ojibwa, Ojibwa. I don't know if that's really a correct way of spelling it because anyway uh elementary school and then cheyenne elementary school and then i went to iroquois middle school and there's also seneca middle school in our district there's like shawnee pawnee so she's going to all anyway. these schools and dakota dakota she's not, she's not learning school. anything about yeah the isn't that crazy yeah that's really crazy it's kind you of think like that it, they would be teaching about the culture if they have the names everywhere yeah, yeah. like I, I think you would know more about each tribe mm-hmm. you know what i mean like maybe mm-hmm. each school would like teach about each tribe yeah that'd be cool or something like something yeah one thing that like you kind of mentioned about like um going into college and learning like certain things like I grew up in Rocky Boy and like I learned a lot about Native Americans but I never realized till I hit college that every tribe is different and every tribe has like a different like culture and like beliefs and like um they hold themselves to like different standards Mm -hmm. and like for Chippewa Crees for instance like metal isn't supposed to touch sweet grass and like I was always taught that you're not supposed to use like a lighter with your sweetgrass. Mm-hmm. And then like I went to like an elementary school in Haver and they had like sweetgrass like pinned up on the wall with nails. Mm. Like they were like displaying it as like um I don't know, decoration, but like it was pinned up with like nails like mm-hmm. through the sweetgrass. And I remember telling the librarian that that was like frowned upon to Native Americans. And then like I talked to a few other like um some of my friends that are Native American from different tribes and they're like oh like our tribe doesn't believe in that like I've never heard that before so then I like realized that like the Chippewa or the Crees believe in a lot of like stricter beliefs if that makes sense um and I never knew that until I was in college and we're really superstitious too (laughs) what was that Tony I said we're really superstitious too yeah Um, yeah Tony Uh, also oh sorry go ahead there's also like there's so many different like tribes and like bands and like I don't know we're not one like one name doesn't fit all if that makes sense like we're all different we're not a natives are not a monolith yeah I also didn't really I mean I I think we might have been taught a little bit like oh the west coast people had Totem poles. I don't know. That might have been in um, college. I'm not really sure if I remember correctly. We learned about, like, you know, the different housing styles and stuff like that a little bit. But besides that, yeah, like, we didn't really learn, like, the different, like, cultural values and, the like you're saying, like, you know, holding themselves to different standards and stuff like that. And, yeah. 
I didn't learn that. So interesting. So no one. I think in college, I learned a lot, though, about Native Americans as a whole and, like, the stereotypes that come in, like, even for cartoons and stuff. Like, as a child, you wouldn't think that the things that they're saying in a cartoon is, like, racist, but then, like, as an adult and I'm taking these, like, college courses and Mm -hmm. we're going through depicting movies, it's like, wow, (laughs) I don't want my kids watching this kind of cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. With that, do you, or well, whenever you're teaching your classes, do you um, teach your students about other tribes and like sh- trying to learn or teach them what you didn't know whenever you were a child? Um, I'm currently like in my third year teaching and um, I've like hit bases on it but not like fully um like I said I'm a fifth grade teacher so I don't really like go that in depth you know what I mean um yeah but I have like done a few lessons on the other tribes in Montana and I have told them that like we all have different beliefs and whatnot and I have talked about that um sweetgrass story quite a few times because that was kind of like a big light bulb moment moment. yeah yeah um but I try my best but I don't really know that much about other tribes if that makes sense yeah Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of learning to do myself there you go (laughs) that's that's good to to note too that we don't know everything we're not the uh what is it the uh the token oh yeah we're not the token for Every tribe out there, don't just come to us for all the information, because we're we don't we're not an encyclopedia. And there. even even if you know something about if someone's asking about something and like within your own tribe, like you're someone is not the you're not the only reference point. Like other people within different one tribe or um, and it's different in a, in one community might have different opinions on some issue yeah. or other. It goes family to family yeah. uh, on different beliefs and different stories and, I mean, different teaching styles. I mean, it's not, not even within to the audience, not you. Yeah, not even within one tribe <laughs> is everything is believed the same. It goes down to families and families believe different things. Very true. They even say in Rocky Boy there's different dialects on one side, uh, another side. <laughs> but I won't get into that. No. <laughs> Wait, you could crop that out of the video. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if I fully answered your question. If you did. how I like um, navigate in this colonial world, uh, I try my best. Though I don't know, um, I smudge a lot. I talk to the creator a lot. Um, I'm just doing the best I can. <laughs> yeah, you answered it. Perfectly. You, and no answer is the wrong answer. Because yeah. you are you and this world is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so however you navigate through it is. 2020. So, yeah. Almost 2021. We'll see what's next in this know, life. Right? <laughs> Everyone's like saying like, oh, I can't wait for 2020. I know. I think it's going like, like magically change. I know. Like... <laughs> January 1st, whole new life. Yeah. 
COVID is gone. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone has equitable so. rights. Well, I hope so, but I don't I mean, so. like, yeah. <laughs> That'd be the dream. I guess I like, <laughs> I, ho- I wish that was, yeah. So with all, with all the COVID and everything, how are you navigating uh, school and teaching? Uh, especially, I mean, it's hard enough getting students... Uh, who live on the reservation to go to school. I mean, I know I, it was hard for me growing up. I'm going to uh, make you shower. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Wedding I'm kidding. She said uh, your, your mom had to make you shower. <laughs> <laughs> he was a dirty kid, huh? I won't say anything. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um. It's been a challenge, but we're trying the best we can. Um, my colleagues and I, we've come together, we're working together, and um, it's a partnership with the kids, the parents, the school. So it's been a struggle, but we're making it through. If that makes sense. Yeah, making it through together. Yes. And just trying to focus on the positives and encourage the kids as much as we can because I can only imagine I'm going to college full-time online and it's a struggle for me to do my homework I find myself waiting till the last day and working up until the deadline I get all my work turned in I got good grades but it's it's a huge struggle for me I don't know Um, and I can't imagine being a 10 year old or even a kindergartner and waking up and mm-hmm. staying up and playing my video games and waking up and video games or school. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, like work is your I, home and home is your work and school. Exactly. And so there's no like balance really. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, like I said, it's a balancing act and we're all trying to make it work. Yeah. But you're a good teacher. So Thank you. I bet you're doing good with them. I'm trying the best I can, huh? <laughs> we do a lot of these virtual meetings, though, so. It's kind yeah. of weird, like, having your social, emotional, like, education through a screen, though. Like, I, as, personally, I can't imagine doing that as a little kid. What about you guys? <laughs> like, I can't. Seriously, I had a hard enough time. My mom had a really help because I, you know, kind of, I, I believe I still have ADHD, but I had a hard time really focusing on like doing my homework and like organizing myself, my brain, you know, to figure out what to do. So like trying to do that all without the boundary of like home, school, homeschool, like just having it all at home, I feel like would be really messy and hard for me. Like I couldn't even, I have a hard enough time doing work from home and now that I'm like an adult doing it <laughs> so yeah doing it as a kid I understand. So hard. right now I'm working from home because there's a huge COVID spike right now so I'm being mom pregnant yeah COVID, teacher uh student is. you're like an octopus <laughs> I know right hands and all these different things <laughs> Ryan's been taken over on the home base though. He's housewife now. So nice. <laughs> student, nice. mom, teacher. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you put this baby in me, you're gonna do all the work now. 
did this uh you i was watching this. this like youtube video this dad like mimicking his wife in the first trimester of pregnancy and it's so funny i'm gonna have to send it to you guys yeah you should <laughs> he keeps on saying you did this <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny like that's every mean. other line you did this and then she's like farting <laughs> it's so funny I'll send you guys the link later. Okay, yeah, I want to watch it. Meanwhile, she's sleeping on the couch. You did this. No, <laughs> just like wakes up. You just wait. When you're pregnant, you're going to know what I'm talking about. I already feel like I could can see that happening. So I'm already crabby enough with uh, any other thing. So <laughs> Maybe you're pregnant. You just don't know it. No, <laughs> Just kidding. For 20 years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> light bulb moment. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one final question for you. What do you wish to t- let our audience know about your native, uh, uh, your native identity, you know, about your native people or community and um, what, or what final thought do you want to leave them with? Um, this can be aimed at non-Indigenous people or Indigenous, you know, our Indigenous audience or both or neither, which I don't know who that would be too, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have the floor now. Animals, uh, to the spirits. <laughs> um, my final thought is that all Native Americans are resilient and we are smart, brilliant people and yes. we have the ability to make a beautiful life for our future generations as well as every other race out there and we are all one i love that i love that too that is that's awesome thank you uh you (laughs) beautiful souls beautiful soul miss you oh i i also forgot to add that i'm buddhist into your little like what else yes that's a good thing to state yeah natives could be buddhist too people yeah and christian Christian, Uh, i won't really get into that uh yeah we could be anything we want to be because we live in 2020 in america freedom Mm -hmm. freedom of speech and religion yeah and a lot of other things that i'm not going to dig into (laughs) all righty peace out peace all right that was good. Thank you for listening to our interview with Natalie. As always, we appreciate every bit of support you give us. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And you can check out our website. From there, you can uh, find us and like us on Facebook, Instagram, what and YouTube. Website? Sorry, our website is a smudge for your thoughts dot com pretty simple and <laughs> if you know anyone who you think would be a good fit to, uh to be on our podcast or if you yourself want to be on our podcast you can fill out our simple form that can be found on our website uh it's also on facebook where we posted it um we would also like to thank mary Kay for designing our logo and we wanted to shout out eighth generation for this beautiful blanket um they did not provide us with it but we just want to shout them out because they are a native company um that makes wool blankets better than pendleton and they are native they are inspired natives not native inspired thanks peace love you eighth generation (laughs) 